0: With Aaron and Polly, special
1: report. I'm Aaron. <laughs> this is Paul.
0: Welcome to a very special reporty episode of Funny Books with Aaron and Polly. We we've got we, we're breaking news tonight. You know we need the the, the little ba dum dum da dum
1: breaking news. I, I think we just had it. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So you know we've got the little crawler down at the bottom. You know we interrupt this podcast to bring you breaking news. It's just you know just look right down there, Paul. See, it's right there. Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> Can't so, you see
0: uh, you guys? It, we, are, we are recording on new comic book day. The sun hasn't even set yet. We're recording on new comic book day because there are two really big comics that came out today that we wanted to make sure and talk to you guys about.
1: Yes. You know, this week, uh, you know, from dc comics two very very uh big releases man of steel number one and doomsday clock number five so even though we are not planning on recording your new episode of funny books this week for release next um sunday or monday this is it so enjoy it because it's all you're getting You're getting an
0: advance on your podcasting.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and,
0: and 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 that's happening because I'm going to the Lone Star Cigar Bash. I think it's the seventh or eighth annual Lone Star Cigar Bash in San Antonio. And uh, Paul, I don't know what you're doing. What are you doing?
1: Well, I'm podcasting. Are you doing something? <laughs> hey, you're not, well, you're not doing, podcasting. No, now I'm not podcasting. <laughs> now I'm doing nothing. I'm uh, I'm, I'm sleeping in, sucker. Just gonna just gonna chill, huh? Yeah. 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 Gotcha. What? what gotcha. I, you know, we, we, uh, we both scrambled to read this week's new releases, gather some thoughts, and share with you our thoughtful, insightful commentary. Such as it is. Such as it is. <laughs> uh, so I figured we'd go ahead and start with the book I'm. <laughs> Spoilers more excited to talk about um man of steel number one from brian michael bendis ivan rice joe prado alex sinclair as well as jason or jay Fabach i guess he's going by jay Fabach now um instead of jason Fabach so this is the first full issue of brian michael bendis's run on superman he's had preview uh, previews of this arc in Action Comics number one thousand and in the DC Nation number zero book. Um, just little threads that he set up to continue in this book. Um, so, Aaron Man of Steel number one. You uh, know, I, first I want to I want to say I think the cover's pretty gorgeous. I, I love that Ivan Rice cover. I think it's a f- four-part connecting cover. Um, yeah, you know, you can't go wrong with Ivan Rice. We love that guy. We do. And you know, like, the same goes of the interior art of the issue by Ivan Rice. I think it's yeah. pretty damn awesome.
0: Yeah. No, I I I agree. I, I the the artwork is just stunning in this book. Uh you know, I I've always enjoyed Ivan Rice. I, you know, I I think that I was I think one of my earliest exposures to him was back when we first started recording this podcast during the uh, Blackest Night series. Yeah. Um, He he did a bunch of gorgeous work in that series and really, really kept me on board with uh, Blackest Night throughout that entire story. So, you know, uh, choosing Ivan Rice to illustrate this book is is one of those no-brainers right yeah. i mean well he's
1: just the you, first you get... issue right so i believe and i'm right. sorry I, I i said it was a four issue series but i do believe it might actually be five mm-hmm. um you know each issue features a different um artist artist and yeah. so you know the, the first issue is by ivan rice i believe the second issue is going to be uh by doc shaner evan shaner mm-hmm. um so yeah, but you know, uh, it, well, and I should clarify. I think Jason Fabach has a couple of pages, like backup pages, in each. He issue. does. Yeah, yeah. I I, just, I think, the, I think the book
0: is stunning, and you know, also stunning. Paul, my reaction to this book because you know, if you if you've listened to the podcast, you know, I have not been looking forward to this book. I uh, strongly disliked. The uh, pre the preview story that we got in DC Nation, uh, Mm -hmm. almost almost so much that I almost did buy this book today. Um, But I was like, ah you know, you got to try it. I mean, I was I was prepared to hate this book so much so. That I was already working on one-liners for how much I hated this book. <laughs> uh, I was I was all prepared to say, you know, because I think one of the one of the things to note about this for those folks who aren't as familiar with Superman as perhaps you and I are, Paul, mm-hmm. is that this retelling, uh, reintroduction of Superman is very much like the reintroduction to Superman that John Byrne did back in the '80s when you know he moved uh, Superman out of the Silver Age. And modernized him, you know, for, for the for the uh, current reader. And um, I, I was all prepared to say, you know, key difference between the John Byrne story and the uh, the uh, Bendis story is that the John Byrne story didn't suck. However, I can't actually say that because I thought this was fantastic. I thought this was. Great. I enjoyed every. Yeah, I, I enjoyed everything about this book.
1: Now I want. Um, I, 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 I don't know. Well, you go first.
0: Okay. Um, I was. Very concerned about some things that the uh, preview story suggested mm-hmm. um, that, you know, Krypton was killed versus died, <laughs> you know, that instead of it being natural causes and their own stupidity. It was, you know, uh, some other menace out there, and I, I think you get a pretty clear picture, or at least, you know, enough to to make some assumptions that that didn't happen, even though the, you know, there was somebody out there who wanted to make that happen. Um, I I enjoyed I enjoyed some of the small moments with Superman just being super. Right, where he's hearing things across town, he's got this this wonderful inner monologue about how he's listening to a girl sing a song to her best friend, and how her voice cracks in all the right places, uh, and that it might be the most beautiful thing he's ever heard. Um, you've got these this great scene with uh, Lois and John, and John, you know, complaining that he has outgrown his uh, you know his superhero outfit. And he's like, and, and mom told me she doesn't have time to fix it. And that maybe I ought to think about joining the league of, of young heroes who are old enough to fix problems for themselves. I thought all oh, of that was hysterical. Yeah. Um. I, I, I like his take on Superman so far. I, I am very optimistic now about where this series is going to go because I didn't hate this book at all. And again, I was predisp- predisposed to hating this book.
1: Yeah, I was Definitely going in with a concerned mindset. And I will say, certain aspects of the story still concern me. I rather hate Rogalzar, the villain. And not so much from his portrayal, but rather his appearance. Mm-hmm. Uh, his design. Yeah, his design. Uh, it, it's, I, I feel like his design is rather terrible. Yes, um, I agree. I don't know exactly uh, who exactly designed him I think it was Ivan Rice uh or maybe it was Jim Lee I don't know they have some some sketchbook art in the back um but I I, I really really dislike the design of Rogal Czar. he 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 just looks kind of like doomsday to me um yeah. just with le- well, if you took the bony protrusions out of doomsday th- that's this dude
0: I think he also reminds me of Terax the Tamer from Marvel Comics
1: Yeah yeah exactly you know,
0: There's there is a a picture of him where from the side, and it's where he is uh, surrounded by the Galactic Elders that he's talking to. Mm-hmm. Where I was like, is for a moment I was like, is that Terex the Tamer?
1: Yeah, but the you no, know, it's everything. not.
0: But yeah, but he does kind of look like he's got that stone skin kind of thing going on. But uh, you know, yeah, I, I I don't care for the character design, but you know, I was I was more concerned about some of the backstory changes that that I perceived that uh bendis was going to do and right now as i, I can say right now this first book is really good
1: yeah
0: uh, i had said i had said the last time we recorded that you know if this book doesn't land me i won't buy issue two i'm in for issue two
1: absolutely and you know i think i got like say- oh go ahead
0: well i gotta say another one of those that just uh cracked me up is that you know he's carrying off the two bad guys superman is mm-hmm. uh and you know the, the guy's like, "Don't drop me, man!" And the Superman says, "I don't do that." He goes, Batman does it all the time. And it's like, "Yeah, I know, but when Batman does it, it's funny." <laughs> <sighs> I,
1: I, I think, I, I think what I like about this book, and I think one of the things that I was concerned about is that the action comics and DC Nation previews gave me no indication of how Bendis actually writes Superman. Um, this does, and I like the way he writes Superman. Um, I also appreciate the fact that it is not a retelling of the origin and maybe we'll get there, um, as part of the series, but this is, you know, this is modern times. You've got Jonathan Kent and clearly they're setting up for why Jonathan and Lois are missing. Um, but you know, we, we are, he, he is taking the current state. He's not like just going back and, uh, you know, we're not getting another reboot here. Right. Um, so I, I like it. I like that he's setting up new things, new characters, new mysteries. And um, the, you know, his strength is his dialogue and uh, the dialogue is very strong in this book.
0: Yeah. And, you know, another one of his strengths is heroes eating and we don't see any of that in this book. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> so something to look forward to an issue too. Yes. <laughs> so I liked it. I thought it was a real strong opening. I'm,
1: I'm, I am eager to see where this goes as am I now a book that I'm struggling to find eagerness for is Doomsday Clock you didn't like this issue here's the thing I have, I like Doomsday Clock I like Doomsday Clock so far I like the story that it's telling I love the gorgeous Gary Frank art I think it is too methodical for its own good um I think the the way Jeff Johns is writing this book he, you know he is he's trying to go full Alan Moore with it and yep. I find that because of that The urgency, the emotional investment, I don't have it. I I, I think it's got cool scenes. I think it's got great art. I think it's very interesting. I have no emotional investment in this book. I think one of my problems with the book is,
0: you know, the delay from issue to issue. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's difficult for me to get back into the story. I mean, I found myself going, okay, now where were we last time? You know, we're only five issues in. Yeah. I shouldn't have a problem remembering where we are, except that it's been two months since the last issue. Yeah. Longer three. Um, And and so, I mean, th- that's an issue for me. Um, I, f- I did not read Watchmen issue to issue when it first came out. I read like one or two issues and I'm like, I don't know about this. I wasn't really grooving to the pirate storyline. Yeah. And I picked it up in trade shortly after it first came out in trade. And I loved it, you know, and, and, you know, the original Watchmen is very much a book that you have to throw yourself into and just, you know, sort of digest the entire and I'll use use a word that I don't usually apply to uh, comics and trade paperbacks. You have to really regard it as a novel, not just a graphic novel, but a novel. It is a deep story told on many layers I feel like that's what Jeff Johns is getting to here, and I'm picking up some of that. But I don't think that the strength of the story he's telling, much like Alan Moore's story, is in the individual issues. I think that it's it will actually be when it's all compiled. And you, you and I say that about a lot of different books. Yeah. Um, but I think that's probably really true here. Like, for instance, I find myself really weary of the television uh, story that's going on. You know, the old, the old movie, the old spy movie or mystery movie that's on TV yeah, that we best. keep getting snippets of. Just like when I was reading the pirate story in the original Watchmen series and the single issues, I wanted to just get through it. Let's just get past this and get to the real stuff. And then I really grew to appreciate the pirate story when it was all collected. I think that's going to be the same story here. Yeah, I'm just like I'm just like Ugh, God, can we get to back to Batman? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know,
1: I am sure I will appreciate but I, I have it to reading say- it in bulk. Yes, I I, I agree with you. I, I think you know we we are clearly building something big in the next issue but i feel like i say that every issue right every issue ends with some stellar cliffhanger mm-hmm. and then like the the next issue i'm not feeling again i for me i'm not feeling that urgency i'm not feeling that yet until the end of the issue like a lot of stuff happens at the very end of the issue so i'm very curious to see how uh how issue 6 will go but of course we're going to be waiting another 2 months for it well i really enjoyed this issue um, and, I, and I'll say,
0: I didn't have time to read it a second time before you and I hopped on the mics. But I do see, you know, I read it in guided view and just briefly before we hopped on, you know, flipped pages uh, outside of the guided view. And I think it, it benefits from be, re, being read both ways. Uh, yeah. You know, for those, for those of you like Tim who don't understand anything I just said, I read it on a tablet <laughs> <laughs> with it scrolling the panels for me. Um, But, you know, when you look at the way the pages are crafted, again, very much aping that original Dave Gibbons style from uh, uh, from the original Watchmen. You know, it's told in that nine panel format for most of the pages and those panels really uh, each page is just so crafted to tell an entire scene. Um, I I really do enjoy the Gary Franks take on how to uh, lay out this comic really strong performance from Gary Frank. And I understand why he's taking the extra time, you know, because it is well executed. And I got to say, you know, normally I can read a comic in anywhere between 10 and 15 minutes, you know, your standard 22 page comic. Um, This one is 35 pages and it's probably about a 40 minute read for me because I kept going, okay, what am I seeing in this panel? It wasn't, there's so much stuff going on kind of like how you and I described the, the Providence book by yes. Alan Moore. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so much going on on the panel. You're really, you know, having to peel back that those layers to see what 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 is the artist telling me that isn't in the narrative.
1: Yeah, and it's not a and I don't mean to say that it's a wordy book. I mean it it is certainly more wordy than your average comic. Um, yeah. but it is not overly wordy. It is yeah. um you know, it is just a dense story. I would agree. I don't hate the words on the
0: page. And yeah. you know, Lord knows Sometimes, uh, you know, you you get uh, you get some running on with with the with the narrative in a comic book. But I don't begrudge any of these words. I think they're all well chosen uh, to tell this story. So, you know, if you're if you're you're taking if you're taking score, Paul's not wild about where we are with the story. He's not wild about uh, how this book is rolling out. I very much enjoyed this issue. I also very much enjoyed Man of Steel.
1: Yes, I, I, I enjoyed Man of Steel quite a bit. And, uh, you know, of course, I'm going to stick with uh, with Doomsday Clock. One final word I want to make on Doomsday Clock before we wrap up uh, our, our chat on it is uh, there is an awful lot of profanity in this book. Oh, um, uh, motherfucker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a, a surprising amount of profanity given that it's got Superman and Batman in it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not a prude and I, I, I'm not... I'm not trying to say anything negative about that. It is just surprising that it is uh, that it has that level of profanity. you know they, they are definitely this is this is a mature reader's take. And, and it's surprising to me that DC is on board with that, given the way that their movie um, franchises are going. Right. Because the, the 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 maturity of the movie franchises, the 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 darkness of the movie franchises, is why people are pointing to their lack of success, but they're kind of embracing it in this series.
0: Well, I think it's because Jeff John sold it as a straight up sequel to Watchmen.
1: Yeah, well, right? it, it it definitely reads as one. It, it, yeah, and and that way the
0: the tone uh, keeps it consistent. And, you know, so I didn't find that alarming. I will say that, and I'm not going to spoil it, but I will say that there is a scene in the book where Black Adam shows up. And I absolutely loved that. I mean, yeah. I literally went, yes. <laughs> 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 I, I mean, I totally did.
1: I mean, I almost fist pumped the air, Paul. Yeah, that's was, a great was, sequence. I, it's a great scene. So. well, that's what we wanted to chat with you guys about this week. So, um next week when we get back on the mics, we'll be talking about books like Batman number no. 48, which is leading up to the big Batman number no. 50 wedding, um as well as the Batman Prelude to the Wedding uh series. Uh issue 1 came out this week uh with um Robin and I think it is Rayo Goal. Next Rachel week Gould. is Nightwing versus Hush. Uh, And also from DC Comics next week is Justice League number one from Scott Snyder and Jim Chung. So, some big releases next week as well to chat with you guys about. And of course, Man of Steel number two, since that's a weekly series. That is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. All right.
0: Well, we will talk to you then, Paul. And hey, if you've got a question, comment, concern, want to tell us what you thought about these two books that we talked about tonight, want to tell us what you thought about our special report, give us a call at 972-763-5903. That number, once again, 972-763-5903. And if we use your voicemail on the air, you'll win a coveted, valuable Ideology of Madness surprise.
1: You can also hit us up on Twitter at Ideology Madness or Instagram at IOM Geek or even on Facebook at IOM Geek, and uh, we'd love to hear your feedback on on these types of brief episodes that talk about these, you know, big important books um, and anything else you just want to chat with us about. Little episodes about big books.